0: Welcome to Leader Spotlight. On this podcast, we bring you the stories of leaders, their personal journeys, and we put a spotlight on the inspiring things they are doing in their organizations. Hello, everyone. I'm Annette Klazowski, your host. I'm an executive coach, a speaker, a peer advisory board leader, and I'm just loving the connections that I'm making through this podcast and the leaders that you're getting to hear their stories because it's been very inspiring for me as well and today is no different we are talking with christy boone and she really has a passion for teaching others how to communicate with empathy and authenticity kind of in this digital world we live in she has a very interesting kind of journey that she was on where she really worked through some major trauma from a young age beat the odds and then kind of through a passion of hers landed in kind of corporate training and development and does really good work. And she's done improv and some fun things that um, I would love to try at some point. But she just has this journey and kind of through reinventing herself along the way. She helps clients identify objections and barriers within themselves, which I think is important. She connects people to what their needs are and how they can really connect to that empathy. She guides them through thought processes. She has a lot of really good process work for bringing training into organizations. And I know that you're going to love just her energy and listening to her background. And so we are going to jump right in with Christy Boone. Well, Christy, thank you so much for joining Leader Spotlight. I've been excited about this conversation since we've met. Actually, just your energy and getting to know you and learn more about what you do. I think this is going to be great for our listeners. So, welcome. Thank you. I'm excited as well and feel the
1: same. I feel like we uh, had a quick bond, which was really fun. And uh, I just love what all of you are doing and the fact that you've done such an amazing job building a great company
0: and working with different clients and employees. It's it's beautiful. <laughs> well, well, I want to talk about you today and your journey. So okay. I think especially, um, uh, I mean, I love the things that you do and that you've invested in yourself and I love your journey, but I think it's so needed right now. So you have such a diverse background and um, you've done things, you still are doing things in the corporate world, but you also have really focused on your kind of personal wellness. So kind of just walk us through um, kind of Christy's path to get to where you were. Like, did you know what you wanted to do when you kind of first started? What what did that look like for you? Okay. If we go back to childhood,
1: I knew I also, I like, Always I was running uh, cafes out of our kitchen or uh, I was teaching my siblings and cousins. So I think sharing part of creativity and soul things was very inherent from an early age. But if we're talking like fast forward into adulthood, uh, I just I got married early and when I got into that and became a mom, I realized there was a lot to overcome in terms of the, the addiction side of one of my parents and all the trauma and abuse associated with that and the dysfunction on her side of the family. And I knew in order to be a really strong female figure for my daughter and have something that I didn't have there with her, but I did have, thankfully, like through some of the aunts and different female um influences in my life, then I was able to say, okay, how do I heal? And obviously therapy was the first step. Mm-hmm. And then going through leadership development programs and continuing therapy, what I overcame, I'm talking about it like in a flippant tone, but mm-hmm. what I overcame was incredibly traumatic And I definitely, am. even therapists or people I've worked with have said, wow, that's, uh, it's incredible you survived and that you kept your whole self intact and that you came out of it with just PTSD and not all these other things that could have like occurred, but there was severe, severe depression at one point. And that piece was like my biggest struggle, the anxiety and the depression side and with Coming through those different programs and the therapy sessions and things like that, it helped me dive into deeper pieces of myself that were scary initially, but we also had to use a lot of different tools. We had to use biofeedback and tapping and, um, I will get acronyms wrong all day, but like maybe EMR, I can't remember if that was okay. what it is. Um, I don't think so. That's like electromagnetic radiation. <laughs> I don't think we ever use that that I know of, but they could have, and I just didn't know. Uh, but what was really amazing is even my original major was child development psychology, because I was just very interested to understand the path of development and how to, comfort children like our children do not ask to be born and they don't really get a big say in it and I it was it felt very critical to be an adult that took it seriously because I was around so many who didn't Um, Mm -hmm. my father who raised me my stepdad was an incredible um, figure in my life and I'm really grateful to him because I really don't know where I'd be without that consistent love and that gentle discipline. And I don't know how he survived me. I was just straight chaos. I'm still straight chaos. I don't even know.
0: <laughs> well let me ask so so you were kind of on a path of um the realization, the awareness of that you needed the healing. Was it really the birth of your daughter that awakened you to that? Yes, definitely. My
1: first interaction with understanding that there was a need to heal and that people were inherently um, inside that there just might be pieces of them that were broken. I guess we can use that word. I don't like using that word, but it seems to be something people understand. My family, when I was 16, that was my first experience. I went to Al-Anon meetings. And so there were deep discussions being had. So I think that was my first awakening was the Al-Anon just kind of interested in the fact that behaviors are built around someone else's things that are going on in their minds and in their bodies, and that there's so much control when someone is hurting that much, but there still weren't really very um, intelligent conversations around what is addiction and what are all of the things that go along with that as as a behavioral health
0: concern, right? so so did you take so I, I want to fast forward just a little bit so you started going through therapy did a lot of work on yourself so how did you take those learnings those awareness and like like step into a career that you started building like what was that oh, bridge? Yeah I feel like that bridge was
1: definitely the wellness path so That piece would have come while I was still married. And thankfully, I've had an opportunity to constantly be very physical. Um, Could be the Aries in me. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, because of that, I was, you know, after I have my daughter, I was in the gym and I was being very healthy. And I thought, why don't I'm staying at home with her? So why don't I do something and get paid to do what I love? So I took these certifications through Na- National Fitness Professional Association. I did personal training, and then I fell in love with that and did group fitness and then yoga and personal training, um, or not personal training, but uh, kickboxing. So it was, it was a blast, but really quick pin before I tackle that. I couldn't even pass, and I feel like we talked about this at one point where we first met, couldn't even pass my practicum on the group fitness. It took me a year and I tried four times and every time I would get in front of two people the instructors to do this five-minute segment of a class, I would just start crying and say, "I can't do it yet," because I was so shy and just really scared to be up there. And but they got me past it, and then they just immediately threw me into working with their corporate clients and different groups, and uh, got me over that fear.
0: Well, but that, the, okay, well, let's talk about yeah. that because okay, um, <laughs> you know, you go after something you're very passionate about, and then to gain the certifications you need, you have to do this fitness test, right? which you struggle for a year but you don't give up you keep you keep going back so then you finally like you know accomplish that milestone and then you get to move into this area of fitness and I, I think that's really important for people to really kind of soak in. Because it's not the path is never linear. It's never oh, this is my passion. I'm going to do this, and then it's easy or (laughs) go straight to it. Like there, there's a lot of obstacles, and sometimes you have to fight for the things that you want. And I feel like, and maybe it's social media that makes everything look so easy for people, but um, a lot of times there's there's some inner work that's being done through those trials and. Maybe yeah. you needed to sit for a year in that, um, so that you then really when you were because I think it's funny that then you were thrown into corporate training, which is in front of more than two people. And um, but you were ready for that, right? So what was that like when you step in to start working um kind of in the corporate world? Um, I I say this a lot. I really have been so lucky in many instances. It's
1: just like trying something at the right time with the right people. When they threw me into that corporate wellness realm, I was overwhelmed, but also it was beautiful. It was this opportunity to work with all these individuals who spend most of their time at work. And a majority of them are not healthy and they're stressed and Um, they're just trying to feel better about themselves and their lives, but they might just be self-medicating in whatever way at the end of the day, like having a bottle of wine or whatever. And just to be able to have moments with them in a captured space where they trust me in that moment to be open to not just teaching kickboxing or yoga or whatever, but even sharing some of their deepest fears and insecurities about themselves And their own wellness journeys and then being able to help affect that in a positive way and encourage them to keep like, hey, keep at it. Like, here are some of the struggles I've had. Sure. Maybe physically it doesn't look like I've had struggles, but I've had these other things and it felt incredible and it was more rewarding that i'd actually struggled for a whole year to be brave enough to even get in front of people because then i realized oh, i'm so glad i kept at it because now i get to like bring this energy to people in a way that's really making a difference for them and um, and i did also work in fitness facilities at the time all american was still open so i was i remember those, that yeah. yeah oklahoma athletic club yeah so yeah. there were a lot of great opportunities
0: Well, now you do personal digital training sessions, and you really help people with their presentation skills or online engagement. So you kind of grew, um, kind of that experience in your stepping stone, uh, your awareness of healing and just personal wellness. And okay, we've been through the um, pandemic; organizations have changed dramatically. Um, What it takes to be a leader. is drastically different, and I feel like people have really kind of come to a new awareness with their relationship with work, Um, and I don't think we figured that all, we haven't aligned all of that yet, right? So you do this work around um, presentation skills and online engagement, and you kind of bring that wellness with it. So talk a little bit about what those sessions look like in the training you're doing today.
1: Sure. When I first got divorced, I got into technology immediately. So I was doing sales and marketing with a tech firm. Uh, So I kind of put a pause on doing wellness and got into all the tech side and realized that it was definitely not going away, that there was a lot. So that would have been in 2004. And became obsessed with everything around it, including the online engagements that were very nominal at the time. But I loved the nuances of it and finding ways to bring someone's personality through a screen in whatever capacity, through text message, through, you know, and so the nuances and the psychology behind it became very interesting to me. And then also tacked onto that, the the interesting effect of, well, as this becomes more prevalent, there is an opportunity to kind of dismiss that uh, connectivity. There's not as much deep connection because you're not face-to-face or, you know, even through a Zoom, this environment's blurred out behind me. So it's not like you're really in the environment with me and experiencing it. I have the luxury of having seen that room. So I know what that room looks, sounds, and feels like uh, where you are, but it's not the case right now. Then when I started doing my improv side, um, which has been now an 11-year journey, all of the trainings I realized that fits so well into any of the corporate experience I had, like with CoxCom, Calm, Ideal Homes, um, any of the tech uh, places I supported, whatever, there's a space for it. There's a space for understanding basic principles for principles of improv, like yes. And if then your partner's a genius, there are no mistakes.
0: Be in the moment, share focus. I, I want to add wanna, all that. Okay. So I want, I want to just expand on that. So you got into improv mm-hmm. um the comedy improv mm-hmm. where you get on stage and yeah. that, which I know we had this conversation. I think that's fascinating. I've heard of other people do that, that helps their presentation skills and being able to speak in front of front of groups. To think quick on your feet, um, to be light, you know, light and kind of um, I guess it would even be around building rapport. It's and so Mm -hmm. you you even went into that kind of learning space that has contributed to what you now give to corporate world. I mean, like you're so interesting to me because (laughs) you do things that I love. Like I think I would love to do improv. That would be very interesting. I have another I have another friend that did that. She was a physician and um she started doing wound care and there were several of us that went and i mean she was amazing but like i think but she was getting into speaking she wanted to be a speaker and that was one avenue that um allowed her to open up to that new space so i i love because i think what happens in in the business world we get so rigid with you need a marketing degree and then you need to go through these trainings and And we forget we're people, you know, like we're human beings and that being side of us. I think um, we became a a lot more aware of that through the pandemic where people really started valuing themselves as a human and as a person and what makes you passionate. And, you know, they write these articles about quiet quitting. I'm like, it's really not. I mean, I know people are disengaging, but. People are leaving to go do something that aligns more with them. So your journey has been, you know, interesting because it's it's not like you knew you wanted to do technology and training and you went to college and that's what you studied and you came out. It's like you happened upon, <laughs> you know, through your right. journey you happened upon, <laughs> yeah. and you're really really talented at that. So okay, so now you've you've done improv, you are started, you you've kind of entered into technology, which is exploding. So talk a little bit about how people can engage with you. Like, what are you doing now? How can people work with you?
1: Yeah. And actually that segues back to, or kind of backs back into that last question of like, what do the sessions look like? So that's perfect. Um, Because of the improv path and adding that and creating an entire kind of platform, well, not kind of, it's just an entire platform. specific to client goals of, hey, we need better conflict resolution skills within our teams. We need a better opportunity to have creative conversations and then be open and people not slap each other down. We need to be able to have really hard conversations about change that's upcoming in the organization and we want people's buy-in. So taking those skills and those exercises because they're interactive, so they take people all the way through that Kubler-Ross change curve where they can fear the change, they can go through the whole grief cycle, fear it, feel angry about it, try it, be hesitant, um, and then all the way to implementation on site together. Then last year, when I went back through and did like the 600 hours of certifications that were specific to wellness, because several of my friends who know me were like, that's part of your life that you need to put back into you're doing with your sessions because it was something you loved and it's something that you naturally extend to people so i went back through and did social emotional learning yoga personal training behavior change and virtual coaching and i now incorporate that so the sessions are also trauma-informed they're mindful they help people understand what their own bodies are doing in terms of breath awareness uh tension in the body something that helps them settle into a moment before they then engage with the person in front of them or with a room. And it also helps on the presentation side, like the most beautiful gift we have is our breath. And I, I would say in my experience so far, I would say seven out of 10 people do not understand what the power behind their breath truly is, and that they have the right to leverage that space before they even engage or before they share a part of themselves at all. And um, it's not something we're taught. And a lot no, of people have no. endured a ton of trauma or, you know, different things and they they don't know. And nobody said, Hey, all you need to do is like, you know, like I have a granddaughter. Well, I have a granddaughter and a grandson, but he's still real little. And she, uh, I've helped raise her when my daughter was working. I got to nanny her 30 hours a week for the first two and a half years. And we're all still really close, but I've taught her breath. And so she'll just tell me when she's like nervous about something, she'll be like, Gaga, I braved just like this. And she'll go, <laughs> <laughs> inhale, exhale. And then I did it. And it's so cute. And I, what's funny is we're all just children a little bit inside and adults feel that excited too. Like watching that aha moment for an adult on site when they're like, wait, I have, you're right. I can do that. Oh my God. It feels so much better is just kind of goes back to the corporate mm-hmm. wellness side that was focused only physically. Um, it's just, it's a beautiful moment. And I'm happy to share it so people can engage that by reaching out to me and saying, hey, I have uh, an organization that's this big and I need this many sessions around um, teaching people how to lead from their heart or if people don't feel comfortable with using that. May be able to lead from a more empathetic kind of viewpoint where they can get their team more engaged. Excellent. I love that that's a goal. What are two other goals you want to make? And then I take a, a an outline that just stays pretty similar every time. But then I plug in exercises that help people get to that behavior together where they really can understand what the other person's feeling um, or they understand what status means in a conversation, which is a real big one. Um, You know, you present at a very like high status level because of your just inherent confidence that comes through or your experience and you know that you have things you can share with people. But it's a completely different thing if right now we're engaged and both of us are slouched over and we're like not even making eye contact, you know, and there are people who go through every single day like that and just teaching them that they have the right to feel bigger in their space and, and then also teaching people who don't feel like that daily, hey, that's what it feels like to feel like that daily, let's also bring them up with us, you know,
0: Yeah, if that it, makes
1: sense. It, I don't it <laughs> does. Yeah, it makes okay. sense.
0: I also feel like I mean, the basic parts of breathing like there's research that shows um and I actually had to learn how to breathe properly when I went yeah. through some coaching which was kind of interesting to me but what it will do to your body's chemistry and reduce the stress and there's hormones that are released from stress that you know really can, the cortisol and you know that can really cause mm-hmm. issues with the mental health state that we have and this is an organization and even in workplace suicides and i mean like that is on a rise just the simple breathing stepping into your own um i don't want to call it power but your own confidence and um aligning with your wellness and you know your truth and those things i think that's really important now and I think organizations can offer and it doesn't have to be um, weird language, you know, that, no, that that's not consistent not. with their no. corporate voice, but it can yeah. be the empathetic. And how can you lead? Um, how can how can you teach people to kind of work through the anxiety and mental health? when, you know, we're all engaged on a corporate mission, but we also are people. So I think that's a really important thing that um, that's very timely. Um, You know, I see it a lot with people call it digital wellness. We need digital wellness. Mm -hmm. We're on screens a lot we're plugged in. Um, We've got a lot going on in our world that's unsettling. Yes. And it's very unsettling in a lot of ways. And then, oh, you know, people have personal things that are going on. And then it's like, oh, we'll walk in the doors and be all on for the company. And, (laughs) you know, we're going to sell X. And it's sometimes I think now it's just a disconnect. So I love, I feel like you're an integrator. Like I I feel like you integrate, you know, like a whole person. So that they can show up and really have yeah. an impact or influence um and feel good about that feel yeah. good about where they are or pivot maybe they need a pivot and feel good. absolutely about that. um and i love that you are i, I don't know if that's a title a master pivoter but you're a master <laughs> at taking your situation and embracing it and move forward and gaining what you've gained and then if it's a reinventing or if it's a whatever it is, it's like you just come through on the other side better and stronger and more influential. And that's really the story I love about you is um you've had a lot you've come through. But like when you look at you and you you hear you, you're so excited and passionate about what you're doing today <laughs> And, and yeah. the opportunities and the blessings you've had along the way. And I just feel like that attitude, because people could be in the middle of something not great, yeah. you know, but like a learn. lot of people are. <laughs> yeah. 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 And and maybe they're on their fifth time taking something that they can't pass, or maybe they don't even have the courage to say, I want to go do something. And because I don't know if I can get through it. It's like, I think you're the inspiration of you You just go for it and you Whatever, whatever it is, if it's a fifth time, um, one of my business <laughs> partners and I, we have a saying that we only have to get up one more time than we're knocked down. Like that's it. Like you get knocked down, you get knocked down. That's you good. just have to get up one more time because at some point you won't get knocked down. you really the next good. Time right? you'll be up. So I feel like that's kind of your mantra. It's like you just keep getting up and, and showing up. So, okay. Well, how can people connect with you? What's the best uh, way to find I you? I would
1: say the best way. Website's really easy and it's premiumimpactok.com. And then LinkedIn is great. It's Christy K. Boone, uh, K-R-I-S-T-Y-K-D-O-O-N-E. And then if they want, they can look up Instagram. I'm on Facebook and have like a whole thing, but I'm just not great at engaging with Facebook anymore. Um, And I don't do TikTok. I'm apparently too old to jump on that bandwagon. (laughs) People keep trying to get me to start one. I'm like, I just can't. Um, But I also have a sketch comedy team called Swag Twag, so you can find us. Um, And my teammates, we also have a, a, a thing that we do that's on the production side. So if anybody wants like videos or commercials that are specific to their voice, it's kind of an extension of what I'm doing when I'm working with the teams. It's like, well, how do we build stuff around that? Um,
0: Yeah. So it's, that's, those are the easiest ways. Um, Okay. Well, we'll put that in the podcast notes so people can find you. And um, (laughs) I love the swag tag. Swag tag. two women and a guy. Uh Two women and a guy. (laughs)
1: but everybody swag, thinks it's swag. swag tag because obviously twag is very odd but we're like nope it's twag. <laughs> oh that's funny. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I my and my that. they're amazing my partners and um, the business we formed together. We've now been at it for a little over a year and um yeah they're really really brilliant. I love working with them.
0: They're oh that's cool. great that's mm-hmm. great well yeah. thank you christy i know we go on and on but i really do appreciate maybe we'll do something on breathing techniques or something just Woo-hoo, a whole that would be so fun that would yes. be fun i know people are like oh gosh that's a snoozer but really no, if you can it figure not. it out it gives you energy yeah. there's a lot around it so so well, much thank around setting intentions with it yeah yes, yes well, thank i'm you. very that, grateful so thank you for being on yeah thank you the Leader Spotlight podcast and blog is dedicated to continual learning and thought partnerships that helps us all grow as leaders. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, please email me, Annette, A-N-N-E-T-T-E at F-P-O-V You can also visit our blog at medium.com forward slash Leader Spotlight for more great content.